Hayyem Yem Aleph Oder Aleph. Today is Rashkhidish Oder, and this year is not a leap year. However, the Hayyem Yem was written in a leap year. Therefore, we have two Hayyem Yems for the day. We have Oder Aleph, the first Oder, and then we have Oder Shani, the second Oder. And the custom by Chesidim has become that when it is not a leap year, we learn both during the month of a regular Oder. So we will try to post both uh, days every day for the daily Hayyem Yem. Now we open up with an interesting question. The Rebbe lists Oder, the first Oder, as Oder Aleph, Oder number one. However, the second Oder, the Rebbe calls and titles it Oder Sheni, the second Oder. So the question was brought up by Rabbi Zelikson, who is known to very particular about the Hayyem Yem, and the Rebbe appreciated his uh, excitement and liveliness in studying the Hayyem Yem. And he asked the Rebbe, how come the first month is called Oder Aleph? Based on that, the second one should have been called Oder Beis, or the first one should be called Oder Rishon, and the second one should be called Oder Sheni. Why is it in the Hayyem Yem, the first one Oder Aleph, and the second one Oder Sheni? So the Rebbe responded, in general, it's common. It's not a serious big question to make a big deal of it. That the first one is always called, part one is called Chelek Aleph, and the second one is called Chelek Sheni, and there's nothing very particular about it. However, the Rebbe also brings several pointers. Number one, we see when the world was created in Breshis, we find that the first day is called Yom Echod, the second day is called Yom Sheni. It should have been, if we say Yom Sheni, the first day should have been called Yom Rishen. Yet we find that the first one is called Yom Echod and the second one is called Yom Sheni. So we find an example to this idea that they're not consistent. Another reason that Rebbe gives, when we talk about the first other, is not necessarily always the first. It is one, because at times, in the times when they used to um, make the year a leap year, in the times of the Beis Amigdosh, when the Sanhedrin used to make that decision, they would make this decision towards the end of the first other. So there's a good chance that there will be only one other. So you can't call it the first other. These are the answers that the Rebbe gave to Rabbi Zelikson. But after a while, after a few weeks, the Rebbe actually addressed it by a Fabrengen that in the uh, pamphlets there was a big discussion amongst Chsidim what is the meaning? And the Rebbe calls it Lichiduda. It was an exchange for sharp minds. So the Rebbe responds that this question, other Aleph, does not mean that it is the only one. It could be the first one. 
like we find part one, part two, part three. But if we want to go on the sharp mind track, so the Rebbe says, since we are talking about Moshiach, when Moshiach will come now in the first order, it is a possibility that there will not be a second order because the Sanhedrin are going to make the year a regular year and not a leap year. So it will remain to be Oder Echod, only one Oder. Continuing the Ayim Yim of Aleph Oder Aleph. Teiro'er Divra Maschil Lysia Mishakelo. In the Maimon and Teiro'er that starts Lysia Mishakelo, Seif Hamaschil Vihine Achar, the paragraph that starts Vihine Achar, it is published Bimsiras Nefesh. Base Fei Ayin, an acronym, Base Fei Ayin. Peter Saroshatevis, to um, explain the meaning of this Roshatevis, or how do we actually pronounce this Roshatevis? Who? Bipnimius Atzmuse. Base Fei Aleph is an acronym for Bipnimius Atzmuse from the inwardness of his essence. Now, this is a Maimon of the Altarebbe where he talks about the uh, woman who is barren, doesn't have any children. And he explains it according to the Aveda, a divine service of Hashem, that a person, when he meditates, he needs to create children. The children are the fear and the love of Hashem. But they don't last. Sometimes it just disappears. The children don't survive. So how do you manage to create Love and fear of Hashem, that will be permanent. This happens through davening, as we find Chano, when she was barren, and she was davening to Hashem to have children. It says, Vatispalel Chano al Hashem. Chano prayed over Hashem. It doesn't say she prayed to Hashem, but rather she prayed over Hashem, meaning over Havaye. She prayed over the supernal name of Havaya. She connected herself on a higher level than Havaya, because Havaya indicates the creation and the existence and the vitality of the limited finite worlds. And she wanted to rise above it. And how do you do that? When you connect with Hashem, higher than all limitations, but rather in a way that you subjugate yourself and you nullify yourself and you become consumed with the oneness of Hashem to the point of self-sacrifice in the inwardness of the essence of Hashem, which is beyond any limitations. And that way, even someone who is barren is able to give birth to permanent fear and love of Hashem. And this Roshetavis of base Fei Ayin, as Bipnimi is is extremely unusual because usually this Rosh Tevis is uh, spelled out as Bifnei Atzmoy, but this is not the case here. This is an unusual explanation of this Rosh Tevis, Bipnimius Atzmusoy. Ksiv, it says, in Tilim, Odom A person goes out to do his work, and to his labor until the evening. So the Rebbe explains, 
Hinei kol neshama b'iridoselamato. Every neshama, when it when it descends down here below, yeslo melachus klolius uprotius. It has designated tasks, general tasks and personal tasks. Vizeu yete odom lefolei. And this is the meaning a person goes out to his work. The Yetzirah HaNeshoma Ma'amidoso Bishmei Rum Be'etzer HaNeshomas. When a Neshoma leaves its standing from the highest heavens in the treasure trove of all the souls, V'iridoso Medargo Ledargo and it descends from plane to plane at boyo lehislabesh beguf v'nefesh ativis v'abhamis until it becomes enclosed in a physical body and the natural soul and the animal soul. Hu bishvil odom lefoloi b'melachos haklolius lahagbir hatsura alachemer. This descent is for the purpose that a person should do his work in the general realm of things, which is to empower the form, the spiritual form, over the tangible matter. To illuminate the world with the light of Teda and the candle which is Mitzvah. And to his labor, Shehim Locha Protis, this is the individual person's task. The Chol Neshomo Yeshla Aveda Protis, Bemechin Uvimides, Kfi Tiva Vinyono. Every Neshoma has its task and its work to accomplish, to serve Hashem with his intellect and the emotions according to its nature and character. Adei Orev. That is towards the evening, until the evening. But oid yes zman lasis, as long as there is still time to accomplish. Kmishakosov, as it says, Hayoin Lasisum, whatever you need to do, you have to do it today. And not tomorrow, you have to do it before the tomorrow comes. And here's another, a deeper level of understanding. Bira Kosov, the explanation of the Posik is the Koi al Klolus Inyan Aliyah Shanasa Al Yedei Yeridas Hanishoma Lamata the Yetse Odom. We are talking about the ascent that is accomplished, that is achieved by the soul as a result of the descent that it came down into this world when it went out. When the neshama ascends from being down below as it was enclosed in the body, to its work. When the neshama goes out, it goes to its work. The neshama is occupied in the other world, in the world to come. According to the occupation which with which it was occupied in this world, the and if the soul was busy establishing time for studying Tera, 
Gam Shom Machnisim Oisha Be'olatayda. Also there in the world to come, they enter this neshama into the tents of Teda to continue studying Teda. La to his work, if the person was occupied with his divine service as appropriate, then his ascent is towards the evening, but here it means that he ascends level after level until he attains the pleasant sweetness of the essence of the infinite. So Adei Orev, the word Orev, is not from the word evening, but rather from the word sweetness. That in the world to come, you achieve sweetness. Now this comes from a letter the Friedrich Rebbe wrote about a Jew who at his older years, he retired from all mundane activity and he dedicated his whole life to sitting and studying Teda. So the Rebbe talks about the fact that before the evening of your life, you come to the point where you have to reflect and review that your personal task in your life was the right one. And this is a difficult one because a person has to figure out what his personal task in life is. So sometimes you have to view what your challenges were. And based on those challenges, you know where you have to focus all your energy. And this is what Chassidim used to do by Yechidus. They would go to the Rebbe, and they would open their soul, and the Rebbe would help them correct what needs to be corrected. And then when it comes to the evening, then a person knows that a the soul came down to this world to accomplish, and towards the evening, he will be able to benefit according to what he did in this world, to the point of sweetness, of connecting with the inward and the essence of godliness. Then there is another way the Friedrich Rebbe explains in the Maimer this word, and he says that the Baal Shem Tev says, that a person comes into this world for a very specific uh, accomplishment, for a very specific goal that this neshama has to achieve. And a person's life is divided into three three groups. There is the morning, there is the noon, and there is the evening. There is the youth, which is the morning, and there is the noon, which is middle age, and then there is the evening when a person comes of old age. And then a person looks back And he wants to appreciate that at his older years, he should be able to really enjoy life and do the right things. So when he lived his life in the morning and in the noon, according to Teda, then he will have a beautiful end of life. He will have pleasure and he will really enjoy the end of days. And this is what the Alter Rebbe says. When a person starts his life with Kabbalah oil, he accepts the yoke of Hashem, then the end will be that his work will not only be done as a burden, but rather he will enjoy his work. It will be sweet 
and it will cause him a lot of joy and happiness. And our Rebbe addresses this, that we find that the Arizal says that in the world to come, everyone continues to grow. But it is in a form of serenity that is in proportion to what you did in this world. So according to the Teda that you learned in this world, in the world to come, the serenity and the peace will be in proportion. Then comes the Balshemtev and says there's a very specific goal. That the person does his mission, he should know that he must do it before the evening, before the end of his days. Finally, the Altarebbe says that when a person starts his day by accepting the yoke as if it's a burden, but in the end, he will end up doing it with sweetness and with pleasure and with joy. And the Rebbe says the combination of the three, that when you fulfill your mission, you're focused on your mission, you know what your mission is, you will end up accomplishing and you will have the serenity and the peace as the Arizal says in proportion to what you lived.